Got to make some tweaks in the jet. There we go. There, there we there go. There we go. That is, ah. is marvelous right there. <laughs> My good sir, King Jones, how are you doing today, brother? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit better. Not really, but I'm trying to, you know. I know, I know how that shit is. I had a couple be. complications uh, with the pregnancy, with my wife and everything. Oh, so yeah. Oh, no, man. It's been a, it's been a uh, couple, couple bad days. Put it like uh, this. Everything's in God's hand. Now. Prayers go out and everything will make through. Y'all are soldiers. Remember that. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I keep telling her. So, you know, I'm trying to keep an upbeat tempo. Uh, at least for her sake, because she's been soaking and upset and disappointed and, you know, heartbroken over the last couple of days. I know but, how that be, man. You know, the ether will have to, uh, it will still come out. The ether is still here. Absolutely. But and, we got to uh, tend to what's important. Of, we're going to have a couple of fans probably mad at us. They're probably going to leave some hate, uh, some hate mail. That's totally fine. Hate. Some hate mail or some hate comments. <laughs> <laughs> hate mail and hate comments are always warranted, man. That's one thing I definitely want to put out there. So, you know, this is a motherfucking crazy ass fucking, um, I don't want to say it's a crazy show, but we got some shit to go off and we about to kick this motherfucker off right here, my nigga. This was a fucking crazy ass weekend, man. Let's, let's, first off, everyone who, I think you, I, and Mac, all selected Pats, I mean Jags and Vikings, and that's definitely not happening. So you know, but what the fuck happened? Wait, wait, wait. Let's start with the Vikings game. Wait, wait, wait. Let's start here. This is the motherfucking no, 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 daily heat check smokecast. Because you know what, the Vikings game is, is is not abysmal, but it's something we can't start with. We have to start with the Jazz game, but we do got to start with the introduction. Oh, absolutely. So continue, my good sir. Oh no, no, absolutely. So let's get it started from here. Uh, this is the motherfucking Daily Heat Check Smokecast. I am your host, Sir Periphery Goods. And to the left or the right, to the best of me, it is King Sir Jones. Talk to the people. Tell them where they can find you, sir. What's going on, people? This is your boy, King Jones. You can find me on Twitter, at KingJones underscore forever. Hmm. Time to get this ether going. Oh, let's get this ether cracking, man. And I appreciate you being on time, my brother. We might have to do a spinoff um, podcast soon. But we're going to start with this motherfucking Pats and Jags. I'm going to keep it G. I only saw from the fourth quarter going into the third. But from what I saw, man, like put it like this. I saw the two calls that really changed the dynamic of the game. So I definitely saw that. Ooh, don't want to burn shit down in here. But at the same time, it's like, yo. That pass interference call, I think that one really changed the whole momentum because, one, that pass wasn't even catchable, wasn't even the receiver and the defender were both out of bounds. And then when you, and then when the play with Gronk, like that whole sequence, 
if you check it, because they was down what seventeen ten or I think seventeen three. Yeah, seventeen ten. You get what I'm saying? So that whole sequence changed the whole momentum of the game. And if you remember, you that happened, happened between the, the, the two-minute mark. Yeah. You know what happened, though? Like, though, the, the helmet-to-helmet call was, was official because he, he went helmet in. I, I, I give him that call. That play, that, that pass interference call, that was bad. But that was horrible. The Jags the, the Jag got stagnant. They started doing the same running combos. You know that was working for him in the first half instead of mixing it up. Like the Patriots is not smart enough to sit right. here and go, "All right, well they're going this way." Good. Yeah. Like that's all that that's that's where they stood at. Like I understand that the running game is important. Yes, the running game for the Jags is what gets them going. Like I said that mm-hmm. in a podcast before that the running game is going to be potent to them. They're going to sit here and have to bully them, but they're going to have to be sporadic. They're going to have to change it up. They're going to have to sit here and do so much. And they just stayed with the same place. It's not going to work. Blake Bortles is not that quarterback that can handle that type of pressure. Being whoa, down, whoa, whoa, and he, whoa. he showed it. He showed it because when they were down twenty-four to twenty, game-winning drive that he could have put together. What did they do? He got sacked. He threw an incompletion. He threw two incompletions, a sack, and they ran the ball in the same formation. Ran, didn't get nowhere. He got sacked for nine yards. Hold up, hold up. I got to bring that back because I, I remember that sequence. So let's just bring it back to the start of the third quarter. What really must the Jags up in my eyes, I felt like they got away from what got them there. The defense, the whole defensive pressure, putting that squeeze, the rush. Uh, I feel like it wasn't there. Jalen Ramsey wasn't really at the top of his game in the second quarter. And then alone, the, the, the Patriots really just switched everything. When you see Tom Brady, he's, he, he, he's Tom Brady. We can't really say nothing negative about that. But when we come down to Blake Bortles, I'm going to be really honest. I felt like he was the reason they were in the game. And the defense was the reason they got out the game. Because now, let's look Let's look back at that sequence you just said. I believe it was the last the last sequence before um, the Patriots got the ball and made that first down. So he threw, I think he, he ran the ball for net, got a yard. That was it. Then he went, um, he backed up, did like a seven-step drop, got sacked. Then I think he tried to throw it across the middle. Nothing came out of it. Then it was like, all right, we're going to go fourth and long to make this completion. The receiver was wide open. He actually had to receive um, the defender beat, but it was just that good defense. He had like a four-foot vertical, got up there, smacked that shit out. Then the fucking defense, let's check yeah. this, the Patriots get the ball back. Now, with the ball, the Patriots, they crush them. They, you know they had all three timeouts. Stop them, boom, they run it. Stop them, boom, they run it. I think they threw one pass, and then it's like, all right, they go for the run. They had them on third and seven, and they caught the first down. What was it like? A, um, what was that? A, not, not a HB. They did. Um, I think it was like a bootleg. They might have ran a bootleg on them and they and caught the first down. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And then when you think about it, it's their defense what really puts the clamp on them. That was like a seven, ten yard run. Honestly, that's what that was the changing the um factor of the game. Because if they would have got that stop, got a punt, they would have had no timeouts left. But then they would have had at least a minute twenty to run upfield and really put together a good game winning drive. But I feel like that the defense fell apart. Like, what happened? Well, with the defense, it's, it's more so they lost their main person, Jack. He went out. And then they lost one of their defensive linemen. He went out. So it's like, all right, the defense got a little weaker. They didn't really build for, like, second and third. You get what I'm saying? Third string and second string. Their second string to third string wasn't really uh, apparently that strong in order to sit here and take over what the Jags defense normally starts. 
So that's why it's good to keep their defensive people healthy, as you can see. Because Jack, when Jack went out, the pressure up the middle was not there anymore. When the defensive lineman that was on that was rushing, when they only could rush four, they was rushing five after he went out. Because why? That new defensive lineman they put in wasn't getting that many reps. Apparently, he didn't get enough game reps in order to sit here and just, all right, well, I could rush. You know, we could do the same rush full like we've been doing all game. No, they started rushing five. They mm. brought in a blitz. They brought it in heavy, and then that opens up. But back to Blake Bortles, I'm telling you, regardless of whether they got the stop or not, Blake Bortles, his QB vision is not as efficient as it should be. It's not because wait, he's not trash, though. Why? No, he's not trash. Not saying he's trash, but his QB vision got to get better because the play where he threw it across the middle, he had a man in the left going up the flat, wide open, where he could have hit. Yes, I remember Boom, that play. He was, so, he was so stuck on that one player going across the middle but wait. that he was not focusing on his second, third, or fourth option. But you wait, know what I'm saying? But wait, That's that play, said, he could have still made it, though. I feel like he either put yeah. too much air on the ball or it was too short. I think he put too much air on the ball. I think he put too much air on the ball. But even though he could have made it, when it comes to playing against top quality defenses and, and, and offensive and the coach and court, like when you're playing against the Patriots, you have to have first, second, third, fourth, fifth options. You have to have that. They had that early in the game. Mm-hmm. You, they had that early in the game. They, they was running a rabbit early in the game. Oh, I, I can't go long. Let me dump it off. Oh, I can't go. I can't dump it off. Let me go long. Oh, I can't get that. Let me run the ball. They had that. The run pass option that they had going was working, but they got stagnant and started doing the same plays. If they wasn't doing the same plays, I guarantee you the Jags would have won that. But just to sit here and quote myself and not to pat myself on the back, I did call everything that happened. The Jags got three sacks. They forced one turnover. They stopped the three crucial times. They could have won that damn game. Yeah, no. Nah, they get three sacks. They get one turnover, and they was gonna stop them three crucial times. If they'd have sat here and actually put a good drive together, going down that field, they'd have been great. Not you, you. You absolutely right. But the thing is, I want to definitely piggyback and agree with you on is that the second, the third, and the fourth options, because that's something Jacksonville definitely didn't exercise. And when you look at the difference maker outside of the claw, the calls and the excellent quarterbacking from the Patriots was those third and fourth options. Because remember, exactly. Edelman is out. Gronk went out with the, the second quarter. All he had was Amendola and you know what was Cook and uh, like he was really making the best out of what he had. And Tom Brady, exactly. you know he. He's like, I don't need a triple A AAA receiver. I'm gonna make them look like triple A receivers. So, and, that, and that's why I said Blake Bortles' quarterback vision. It just got to get better over the season. Yeah, like it got to get better over this off season. No, I, I definitely agree. That GoFundMe is definitely definitely gonna have to go up for Jones because he's cutting in and out again. But we're gonna keep it rocking with this though. Patriots do move on to their tenth Super Bowl, tenth Super Bowl appearance from what I can recall. And then under the Tom Brady era, yeah, I think it's ten under Tom Brady. I could be wrong. You know, quote me if you know. Don't quote me on that. But it's the fact that just knowing that he was able to get to that many. Now he he already capped out on five, and now he's working on the second hand. And the fact that what he's forty now, say he goes in, kicks up on the Eagles, get that sixth ring, and he wants to say play until he's forty four. There's a possibility if this works out, 
Tom Brady could get 10 Super Bowl rings if he stays at a, a he doesn't have to stay at a, a at an elite a, a level. He say like around 43, 44, if he falls into like a Peyton Manning type situation, that could still be even productive because we've seen Peyton Manning go out there and manage a game and still win it, um, a Super Bowl. Now, I, I just find that to be the really the, the defining factor in everything. But outside of our, our boy, um, Terrific Tom, let's 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 keep it brief, but let's move into this Vikings and Eagles game because boy oh boy oh boy i don't know put it like this i didn't watch enough to really give a good criticism on it but i'll tell you this i, I saw the first quarter i believe i think it was the first quarter into the first half i think it was seven up then the second quarter or end of the first the eagles went up i think 14 14 to 7 then i looked at my phone and it was 7 to 38 and like somewhere in the third and i was like all right now nah, this is it i think it was like the end of the third okay. or top of the fourth i'm like i don't know what top just happened the vikings just they they underthought themselves. They didn't they didn't bring what they brought last week. Mm. The Vikings overthought themselves, and that's that's just from me watching the game. Me watching the game personally, they made too many mental errors. Like they, oh. they they really like they got behind the receivers. The receivers was hitting them with double moves. It's like they didn't practice mm. the fact that a double move could happen, and that's all that was really going on. Receivers was hitting them with double moves, and they was targeting receivers that's not the top quality defense on they on the you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. the top cornerback wasn't even getting pressured like that. They was they was targeting a, the second string, the second, you know what I mean? The second string, third string cornerback. They was targeting another one. And they was getting their asses bust. Tory Smith, Alshon Jeffrey, like Zach Ertz, they was hitting them with all double moves. It was not nothing special, nothing spectacular. They'll run up, run ten yards, bam, fake a move, and then go out. And they wide open. This, like, this is, so they this just is crazy. overthought them. But they, the, they overthought the whole thing. But now check this. The part that makes it crazy for me is that when I look at it, it's like, yo, the Vikings defense is the reason they got here. Same thing with the Jags. Let's really be honest. The reason they got here is because of the defense. And then the reason they lost is because of the defense. And I find that to be such a like, uh, like, like, I don't even know the word to even the adjective to describe this. It's just like, bruh, how do you how does your defense fall apart on the most important game? Like that's well, the thing. The Jags defense, they're not the whole reason to blame. See now the Vikings, yeah, their defense is all the way to blame. Their 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 defense is just where did they go? Mm. They got lost. They got lost in the travel to Philly. Like that, that's what that is. They got lost in the travel to Philly, bro. Like they they didn't make it to Philly. You know what I'm saying? I think I think they somewhere in, in in like Boston or they they somewhere you know they somewhere close to Philly, but they were nowhere near Philly. <laughs> they out there is one of them so, lakes and shit, man. <laughs> they, they 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 chilling in the lakes or something. Like they they fishing already. They like yo, we ain't gonna win this game. We might as well just stay here. That's that's the type of shit that they was on. But the oh. Jags, the Jags is like a mixture. It's the offense, and it's the defense. Jags is, is the is Blake Bortles, and then the defense slowed down the pressure that they was putting on on Tom Brady. So it's Blake Bortles, fifty percent, and then it's the Jags defense, fifty percent. But the Vikings is just all the way their defense. That's it. So so look at it like yeah, this. Whatever. Like I, I got, cause I got a honestly, I got a lot on this shit I want to speak on because this is the part I really wanted to cap on. Now we've seen what Carson Wentz could do, and you already know where I'm going with it. And he took him to the playoffs, but now we're seeing what Nick Foles is doing, and he's winning through the playoffs. 
this is a very quick. Now he had a blowout game, right? Uh, I feel in an NFC Championship. Now, granted, he was just managing the games up to that point, and now he just like either came out of his shell or, like you said, he just really exposed the defense for what they were. But the point I'm trying, you know, and now the point to get to is that where do you go from here? You have you legitly have two. Super Bowl, I don't want to say Super Bowl, but you have two elite quarterbacks. I don't even want to say elite, but it's like you can't discredit Nick Foles because he's playing very under pressure. He's playing, you know, he's playing, basically. He's winning. Some of them, they may not be the best wins, but he's winning. And I find that to be some of the most impressive part about it. And I feel like the Eagles' offense is what's really getting them in. The defense is good, but the offense is what's really is what take them, took them to this game. But where do we oh, yeah. go from here? Carson Wentz, Nick Foles. You go, you go, you go with your workhorse that got you there. You do not give up on Carson Wentz just because of his injury. But now. what if Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl? Like, wait, it's easy to say that now. But now, let's just let's let's just role play. Nick Foles goes in there, cracks the ass of fucking Tom Brady, the legend, wins the Eagles their first title and went. 20, 30-something years, uh, you know, forever, I think, because they don't have any titles. You know no, what I'm saying? They had one in 1980. The last time they had a championship was the 1980s, I think. But if Carson, if, if Nick Foles win them their championship, it is a tough decision, but you don't give up on Carson Wentz, though. You but don't you, just sit here and go, all right, well, but you Nick, don't you, trade you don't off a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, or do you? No, you don't. No. This is a wait. This is a good one, though, Joe. You see where I'm in, coming, in a though. Of a, in a mindset of a of a of a GM, I I, I definitely see where you're coming. You don't trade off a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You don't, because that's just like the dumbest thing in the world. But you got to remember, he's not going to fit in every. But wait, 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 hold up. This system. is his second rodeo. He came there. You're he right. put on. He put on the first time. Y'all shipped him out. He came back and he wins a chip for y'all. Do you ship him out again? Like, yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to ship him out, but. Then you trade Carson Wentz, or. This is crazy. This is this is a real. Oh, my God. This is a wild one, bro. This is a you wild gotta, one. They, they got to figure out how to keep both of them. They got to. Because I think Nick Foles only will. Not saying that he's, you know, not the quarterback to excel in any system. But his system, he, he best fitted for Philly. Like, that's that's just shown. Because he didn't do so good in L.A., he didn't do so good, you know what I mean, in, in, K, in Kansas City. So he's best fitted for Philly. But you still have Carson Wentz that you just, you know I mean, you put all your chips in and he, he basically got you to the playoffs. Like he, he made y'all in the playoffs regardless. Now, granted, he got hurt. So he didn't take y'all through the playoffs. We don't know how he would handle pressure through the playoffs because, you know, we could be talking – all this high mighty talk. If Carson Wentz was probably playing, they probably would have lost. Who knows? Because he never been in a playoff situation before. Nick Foles has. That's why it's more composed. But then Nick it's Foles. like Nick Nick Foles has, but Nick Foles is the older, more experienced quarterback who's been on his second rodeo in that city. Then Carson Wentz is the younger, higher ceiling quarterback that's coming off a very bad, but you know, a recoverable injury. Now I, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm going to put it like this. And I would say trade off Carson Wentz and keep Nick Foles. But then again, Nick Foles, he can, he's kind of streaky in my book. But then again, if he really came out and he really, this is his year, then it's like, yo, this is a good investment. You build around it. Because I say you put a franchise tag on Carson Wentz, but then again, he's going to want to play and teams are going to be calling about him. Because they don't want to oh, get. They're going to play him. They just got to figure out how to mix it in. 
They they See, can't. The they're not going to play two QBs. I That's going to be Eagles division. Is gonna, this this is what I think they're going to do. This is what I think the Eagles is going to do because they, they I think they'll be dumb to just sit here and give up Carson Wentz for nothing. If they give up Carson Wentz or Nick Foles, giving them two up for nothing, I think they'll be the dumbest. You but know, what the do you think they need though? If you was the GM right now, if you had to give them up, it doesn't matter who. But what do you think would be worth? The trade. What do you see now? Win or win, loss or draw on the Super Bowl couldn't bring them to a higher level next year. A solid running back. A solid or a younger I mean, running back? Like you want to no, like an Ezekiel Elliott type, solid, a young? Because Blunt's doing a job. Yeah. He's he's average. Blunt's doing it, but it's like, come on now, Blunt ain't got that many more years. And then you know, yeah. running back really don't have that many good years because they take so much, you know. They take a lot of the beatings. Look at mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette. Like, the way Leonard Fournette is going, he's going to be in the league for probably a good five or six years until he changes game. Ooh, Carson Wentz and <laughs> Leonard Fournette? That is a trade that I would love to see. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a worth <laughs> trade, though. That would be a worthwhile trade because Ooh. you know what? The Jags would get a quarterback that they really need. Mm-hmm. And then... The Eagles to get a running game that would that would just take them over the top, and it would be you know trip, they'll be Super Bowl championship contenders for the next couple of years. That could Leonard be. Fournette is a is a is a, is a body. It's a he's savage. a fucking animal dog. Oh. Like, and First, if he has the right line in front of him, oh wrap. my god, and it's, he's, it's, it's over. He's the ideal running back. He's tall, big, strong, pause. But when you think about it, the average run, like when you look at like Ezekiel Elliott or say the Emmett Smith, they were like under five, they were under six feet, but like stocky and you know, just real like they were girthy. But when you look at Leonard yeah. Fournette, he has like he has a build of like almost like a receiver. You get what I'm saying? He do. And it's like he's six and that's, foot. That's what makes him so unique. But yeah. he has to change his game because that that bully. Not, not, yeah, that GoFundMe is definitely going back up. But, like, yeah, with, with Leonard Fournette, as far as his build, like, yeah, he, he he's more like he resembles a receiver to me. It's like, you know, and I feel like he could just be so universal and say, like, a Philly system. They could use him for the screen passes, the quick outs. You know, he could do he could do what he's doing now in Jacksonville, but just bring that to Philly, and they would just use him as an all-round weapon. But now, as far as the trade goes, I'm going to be straight with you. If I had to choose, man, it's going to be a hard choice, but I think I would probably go with Carson Wentz. I don't know why, but I think that injury, if it's, if it's, if they say like how the technology is now and he could come back better than ever or just as good, I'll take Carson Wentz. I'll take the youth. I've seen what he was capable of doing. He drove them to the Super Bowl, and just unfortunately he got injured, and I think Nick Foles did what he was supposed to do as a backup. When you when your card get called, you come to bat and you knock that shit out the park. But you know, I think Nick Foles. Stock, either way, their stock value is both very high, and I think Nick Foles would definitely be a very good trading piece. But then again, that's just gonna burn so many bridges because you trade, you got him. He did good. You traded him. You got him back. He won you a Super Bowl. Then you trade him. It just looks really it's, bad. It it's not gonna bad. run bridges. It's only because, like you said, they're in a tough position. You got you got to remember like they, they I think Philly is now in one of the toughest positions that any NFL team has ever been in even the Patriots. Yeah. You see how easy it was for the Patriots to just go, "All right, what's going on, man?" You see how the Patriots would just, "All right, go, let's get rid of Garoppolo. Let's get a Brissett." Yep. Fuck him. We keep it Tom Brady. Like the Eagles are in the hardest position of any NFL team. 
Like, they have two Super Bowl-caliber quarterbacks. Facts. Two. Not one. Two. You know how hard it is for a team to get one? They have two. <laughs> like, they have two. Carson Wentz, I believe, would have took the Eagles to the Super Bowl regardless. I believe that he did the same thing that Nick Foles just did to the Vikings. I believe he, he would have sat here and gave Tom Brady a run for his money, win, lose, or draw. I believe Carson Wentz would have been able to do that. Nick Foles is now taking over what Carson Wentz started. And now Nick Foles, like we said, this is his second rodeo. It's like, yo, we have to make some type of decision. And this is going to be talked about over the next couple of months during this offseason because we're just starting a conversation. ESPN is going to gather it after the Super Bowl, you know, after everything is done. That's when, that's when ESPN and them are going to talk about it. No, we're talking about this now because, you know what, this is a pivotal point that they need to start thinking about right now. Facts. <laughs> Who do we get rid of? Yeah. This, How wait, can you do this? This is a fact. I might have to chop this up and promote this on the fucking Facebook and shit. Yo, we need to have a poll, though. Who do you really, especially yes. if they if they win the Super Bowl, especially if they win? You feel me? Win, lose, or draw, who do you keep? But if they win, who? That that decision becomes really hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because now you got to figure out who to pay more, who to pay less, if you're going to keep them both. If yeah. the coach is willing to stay. And that's, it's not just on management. I think it's on the players just as well. You got to think about it. I think Nick Foles is willing to stay. Yeah, your mic's going in and out, but you know I, I agree. If if he's willing to stay, I I feel because then again, because he might get a better offer, he might feel himself. So that might work out in their favor if he just wants to take. You know, I'm taking my talents to South Beach type shit. But if not, ooh, that's gonna be difficult. Because Philly, that's a yeah, hell of a city, man. Thing. I tell you that. Like as far I'm, this is this, this may be an East Coast bias, but damn, the East Coast got some of the best cities in the world, man. I mean, from Florida all the way up, man, we got some cities, man. So L.A. in the Midwest is cool, but they give you, they show you love in Philly, man. I tell you that right oh, now. They sure do. <laughs> They'll show Yo, you love. There's been so many videos on social media, niggas, all of the Philly fans saying, fuck Tom Brady. They done made memes about Tom Brady. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck all the Brady's. Fuck Brady Bunch. Fuck anything that come close to Brady. I'm sitting here reading these memes. I'm like, yeah, it's Philly. Oh, the ether is real. <laughs> the ether is out here for Philly. Philly loves it. This one video caught my attention on Facebook. This guy sat here and posted a video after they won and said, Tom Brady, I'm going to fuck your wife. Guarantee that shit. Tom Brady, I'm going to fuck your wife. I mean that shit. We Philly. We coming out here. We winning the shit. Oh, I'm going to fuck your Like, he kept saying it constantly. Like, Philly has so much love for their team, no matter what team it is. Yeah, them Philly savages. It don't savages. matter if it's a bum-ass fryer. <laughs> they will sit there and ride with their team. Nah, like, they, rally. they just love their team. They rally so much. So I don't know. Like I said, I think if Carson Carson wins, I know they're going they're going to make him start next year. I know that for a fact. They're going to make him start if he's if he's a hundred percent and he's capable of starting. They're going to put him in a start position. <laughs> Is Nick Foles willing to take less money or take the franchise tag in order to stay in Philly and be the backup? Just when he needed, and and to keep grooming Carson. No, he's not taking the franchise. Wait, he's not taking the franchise tag or less money, especially if he wins the Super Bowl. That's not. Let's be for real. You get what I'm saying? Let's be for real. Like, bro, I could get way more money and start anywhere in 31 other teams. Like, let's be for real. (laughs) I I think it's about the comfortability, though. 
I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, yeah, it'd be stupid to take less money or take the franchise tag just to stay there and be a backup. But it's about comfortability too. Like when you get shipped off so much, and then you finally get settled back in, and then you win for the city that you actually wanted to start it and win with in the first place. Because when he took the Eagles to the champion uh, to the uh, playoffs, his first run, mm-hmm. he said he wanted to win a championship there. So when you finally accomplish that, it's like. Oh, like, yeah, now I know. I, I, I know this in the back of his head, too. Oh, yeah. We got Carson Wentz coming off the, you know what I mean? He's coming off injury. He might be 100% next year. He might get the start and roll. Where do I go from here? And wait, and if any of those little news reporters and beat writers listen to the podcast, you better show freaking homage because we the first ones who who bought the Wentz versus uh, 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 Foles up. You feel me? We You heard it here first on the Smokecast. But this listen. is an exclusive on a smoke cast. Facts. But now let's talk about this Super Bowl prediction real quick, because you know we were just breaking these playoffs down. Who do you think? Who, who you think's gonna win it, man? Is Tom going for this six, or is the Eagles getting this upset? Who do you think gonna think win, and who do you want to no win? I want the Eagles to win. I want them to, because they earned it. They showed that they can sit here and withstand anything. Because you know a lot of teams fall when they lose their star person. Yeah. A lot of teams fall. Absolutely. A lot of teams. They fall. They fall hard, too. They don't just fall. They fall hard. Look at the Cowboys. They lost one player. They lost three games straight and got knocked out of the playoffs. That was a bad They collapse. were supposed to be there. Sad to sit here and say, Aaron Rodgers came back, but they still lost. Yeah. And they lost. They, they got knocked out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Atlanta got lucky and knocked out of the fucking – knocked the Seahawks out which was probably one of their worst decisions because they lost, too, and they lost bad. Yeah. So, you know, I want the Eagles to win because they're, they're, they're the resilient team. And it might be an East Coast bias because I want the championship still there. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're a resilient team. But in hindsight, if one, Gronk is going to be ready, he's going to play. If their defense can contain Tom Brady's wittiness and and keep him on a swivel where he's not comfortable, I see them winning. But if Tom Brady gets comfortable, as you as he showed in in against Jacksonville, if he gets t- comfortable, nobody can stop Tom Brady. Facts. He's not unbeatable, but if he gets comfortable, he is unstoppable. I put it like this, man. I'm going to piggyback off everything you just said, man. I want the Eagles to win. Fuck Boston. But Tom, you don't call him Tom Terrific for nothing, man. He's going to get that six, and he's going to wrap that shit up. He's going to make it look epic. But I feel strongly, I feel a lot more strongly this year to other years, especially with the Eagles there, that they could they could pull this off. But Tom's going to get this shit, though. But we're going we gonna to keep this one trucking because we got some good NBA news to tap into, man. My boy Jason Kidd. Motherfucking Jay Kidd. Ooh, yeah, that was a surprise to me. I woke up and seen that in my damn notifications. I said, God damn. Boy, what God happened, damn. man? Jason Ooh. Kidd got fired from the Milwaukee Bucks three and a half years in. And I'll put it like this, man. The Bucks always been trash. They've always been at the bottom of the East. 
And, you know, Jason Kidd went there. They had a few draft picks. They made a few changes. And I feel like he really built them up because, you know, they had Shabazz Muhammad. They had, um, I know it was a Shabazz Napier, I feel. And they had, um, they got Giannis and they had Michael Carter Williams. You know, they went through a lot of changes throughout the years between go up, um, point guards, shooting guards. But now I think they have the perfect lineup. And they, I'll say this. I feel bad to see him go, but at the same time, they shouldn't be fighting for an eight seed with the amount of talent they have there. But at the same time, it's like he he took them from bottom of the East to like something where they're a household name now. Let's really think yeah. about it. Three three and a half four years ago, we weren't talking about the Milwaukee Bucks the way we are now. You know, it was like oh they're a basketball team, but now they're like I don't want to say must watch TV, but if the matchup is right, yeah, we're definitely tuning in. So I don't. This is crazy. I I know JK is going to bounce back, but do you feel it was time, or do you think they just jumped the gun no, on this? It was. It wasn't time. They jumped the gun. They definitely jumped the gun. Only because the season didn't start how they wanted to, so they jumped the gun definitely. Because like you said, Jason Kidd made them a house name. <laughs> Real shit. Real fucking shit, man. Like I feel. I feel the same way too. They might have. They might have pulled the trigger on this shit early, but what could we? What could we say, man? But. Next up on the slate, though, we got Kawhi versus the motherfucking Spurs, man. What, what's going on here, yo? Kawhi Leonard versus the Spurs. Like, I put it like this: this injury that Kawhi got, you know, he 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 got a rehab. What we about forty-two games in? I'm guessing about probably more forty-five in the season, depending what team you watch. And he's only played nine of those games. And well, he's he, not playing for the rest of the season, so it don't matter. Oh wait, they ruled him out for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, no. So I can understand his upset, his frustration, because, you know, he's been injured since the offseason into the actual season. Then he gets ruled out nine games in, and he wasn't even balling in those nine games. Are you feeling me? He was playing, but he he wasn't. He was was getting a flow back, because you got to remember, he didn't play since last year. Like like you said, he was, he was, you know what I'm saying? He was injured since last offseason. So it was like, all right, well, he didn't play ball at all. So you know he was getting it in. He was he was doing what he can do with the little bit of amount of time that he was able to physically start practicing again and play with the team and do drills and do field contact. So you know it wasn't a bad nine games that he had. It wasn't what we was used to seeing a twenty five, eight and, and and six or or you know I mean it wasn't numbers like that, but it was okay. But you know yeah. it, for it, him to get ruled out, I, I definitely understand his frustration. Because you know what, this this is it's hindering what he want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like he like I, I want to go out like Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? To be honest, I, the first time I seen Derrick Rose come back was against the the Thunder, and I didn't even know that he already was playing again. I thought he was still, you know, just on the bench with the team. I Yo, thought he wasn't playing. The nigga is actually playing again. Facts. Let's jump into that because I saw that game and them motherfuckers dropped 150, well 148 on the Cavs at home. Lord have mercy! What is going? Listen, this is this is <sighs> what see everybody who, who I think who, it's more on know. the Cavs though. Before you go it's in as an OKC yes, fan, I, yes it is. The Cavs look crazy, bruh. One fifty is a crazy number too, bruh. I will never knock you. That is on the Cavs because the Cavs never allowed that many points with LeBron James being on that team. <laughs> so that is, is definitely a Cavs fault because they don't know where they're going. At this point in time, like everybody's trying to fit in to to equip and build around LeBron, but they lost the the point of playing their game as well. 
Like you brought a unique talent to play their game. Not not to sit here and be sub middlemen. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And and that's what they're they're being. They're being sub middlemen to to LeBron because it's his team, which is understandable. He is the best player on the team, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not sure that LeBron is saying, "I right, well, fuck it, y'all got to do what I say." The ball has to touch my hands. Like I'm pretty sure it's LeBron is okay if it do isolations when he can, and 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 the ball runs through him most of the damn time. Like LeBron is probably okay with that, mm-hmm. but they're not playing like that. The the game set and the the coaching mindset of the Cavs right now is play through LeBron. You can't do that. You have so much talent on that squad that you're making them forget their talent to where they have to just subject themselves to play. All right, let me touch the ball, bring it up, pass LeBron. Move around, try to get open, stand in the corner. Try to get a rebound because LeBron going to shoot. That's not NBA players no, at all. Right. Definitely and, right. And that's, that's exactly what they turned into. And it's, it's sad to say that, you know, it's not it, – it's just not working. It's it's not. They got to make a lot of trades. They got to get rid of people that's just not producing. They actually, I think, in, in all hindsight, they got to get rid of Tom Lou because he's not a coach. They Ooh, need a coach. You took it there. Take they it there. They need a coach. They need a fucking coach. They need a coach that's going to sit there and put LeBron in his place. Going to who's the best player on the team. But this is not just you on this team, my nigga. You want to win, you're going to do what I say. That's that's how it's gonna be. The ball is not running through you right now. No, it's not. The ball is gonna run through the point guard. He's gonna bring the ball up. He's gonna dictate the offense. Let him do what he gotta do in order for us to win. That's what they need. They need a coach. Not a sit here and yes, man. Okay, okay, let's do it. Get and go through LeBron. No. They need a fucking coach. And when they get a coach, they will start winning again. Dave Yates, uh who who was their last coach? Um Damn, for the they, fucking black, black. Yeah, black. Black was a coach. And the fact yeah. that he was actually coaching them. LeBron didn't like that. because like he it. didn't. No, it was LeBron. The team don't care. LeBron don't like being coached. He likes being the coach. <laughs> you feel exactly. me? Exactly. But damn, this is wild, bro. But I, yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. But it's just to the point that LeBron and them boys, they looking they looking so ugly right now. It, it, it's scary, man. It's like I never seen a LeBron team like play play the way they're playing at this time of the year. That's for one. Number two, I've never seen them let up have these type of defensive laps that they're having. Because that's something I've never, you know, it's like LeBron James. He's all team, you feel me, defense. And then on top of that, I've never seen them this close to drop from the top to, to the um the number four seed. Like Miami's on their ass. Miami's a half game on their ass. Like I don't know what the if they play tonight, but you could yeah, Miami's playing the Heat, the um the Rockets. So the Rockets are more than likely they're gonna get that dub and and clean that shit up. But if Miami could, Yeah, but if Miami Miami get is this not off, a washover team no more. I think they they I think they actually have a nice little core. Nah, so Miami's do. not a washover. No, they're not so they not, not we just sleeping not a guarantee, on guaranteed though. That's something that's not. It's not a guaranteed dub, but it's, you know, it's a hard working dub. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. But look, we go. We gonna go straight into the motherfucking All Star man. The 2018 All Star rosters have been selected. Uh, just for the listeners to know, if you don't know, is that this year they did something completely different. 
Uh, they're definitely doing the fan voting to get the actual roster pool, but there's two captains, LeBron for the East, Curry for the West, and they'll be selecting their teams. Unfortunately, those teams will not be selected live. We don't get the live draft. We don't get to see who gets drafted last, but we do know who the starters are for both the East and the West. So to start it off on the East, the most notable name who's been there for the last 14 years, LeBron James. Next up, uh, Kyrie Irving. Then we have DeMar DeRozan. We have a brand new face with Joel Embiid. And we have a two-time returning face with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So how do we feel about that East starters? Do we feel like the right people are there or do we have any snubs? No, that's the right people. Joel Embiid has been playing great. Uh, he's earned his all-star, uh, you know, his all-star voting. Um, I think Porzingis got snagged. Snub, man. I'm going to say it just like that. He, he definitely did get snubbed. For a starting spot. He, I feel like he should have been starting. Well, that's a hard decision. You got to think about it now. Now it's a hard decision because you got LeBron who's going to start because LeBron's been playing lights out. You got Giannis who's been playing lights out. And then you have Porzingis who's been playing lights out and Embiid. So I think more so LeBron is now being – where he's able to be the coach, he's being a real good coach. He's having a, a full starting lineup, you know, shooting guard, point guard, power forward, small forward, and then a center instead of it being power, power, you know, power, power, small shooting point. So, you know, I don't think he you – know, it's kind of a tough thing when you put up that much talent. Like, you, the East has talent. It, it's not, the East is not is, is a walkover as – people thought it was as you can see because we thought the Cavs was just going to sweep away the season be number one and then go to the finals they don't even look like they're gonna make it <laughs> so, yo real shit they don't even look like they, they put up like a battle like they out they there looking like crazy it man it, it don't even matter what seed they come in at the end of the season it look like right now it looked like any team could sit there and beat them in a the full game stretch it doesn't matter facts so you know, it's it's a lot of talent, and I know Porzingis is going to get picked up. He's going to be, you know, he's going to come off the bench. Of course, he's going to get his first All Star, you know, start a uh, you know bench role. But he's going to be there. He's going to get picked up. You know, so it, I don't think it was a snub on purpose. It was more so it's just a lot of talent that you got to sit there and really think about, like who do I really want to start? That's all it is for that. No, that's a fact, man. That's definitely a fact. But then again, you know, that's just my East Coast New York Nick bias. But let's look to the West and see what they got going. For uh, starting, we got, and it's crazy too. When I look at the West, man, the West is very, uh, very balanced with the exception of Kevin Durant. So we'll start there with him. He's a nine-time um, All-Star. But then when we go around the table, man, everyone there is is very new. Curry, five-time All-Star. Uh, Anthony Anthony Davis, five-time All-Star. James Harden, six-time All-Star. Boogie Cousins, four-time All-Star. And, you know, I feel like that's a good selection. I don't feel that Boogie, Boogie should be a starter. Um, I feel Boogie no, is that good, but I don't think they're that good. Him and yeah, I just feel like that was just an overlooked decision in the West. You know, I feel like no, a lot of fans. I, I think it was more so. I think it was more so. Of, all right, if you're gonna go normal big, normal normal lineup, I'm gonna go normal lineup. I think that's what it was. We'll put it and like this. The, you know, center, out of the centers in the West, Boogie Cousins is one of the best centers in the West. Centers. We're yeah, not you're right. About power forwards but that wait, but, the, and, but when we look at the All Star game, they list them as forward. And then I'm gonna be honest, I'm not an OKC fan. I feel OKC should have somebody starting. 
Oh yeah, Stephen Adams. I I, I think Stephen nah, Adams. You're, should yeah, be nah, you're nah. Only reason the why I say is because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not even being a bias. Stephen Adams has had a good season. We're not trying to hear that. We're not trying to hear that. <laughs> you tell me, Stephen Adams haven't had a good season. Wait, he he had a he had a, se- a good season for Steve not Stephen Adams. He hasn't had a good season for an All Star. So we we're gonna leave that right there. Lamarcus Aldridge could have easily slipped into that spot. Spurs is what a three seed in the West without um, Kawhi Leonard, and you gave that to what you call again Demarcus Cousins. I feel like this is where the popularity contest of the NBA really shines through. Like, let's think about it. Demarcus Cousins and and Anthony Davis, they're they're doing their thing. But when you look at their team, let's see what they rank. I think they're what a fifth seed right now, as far as in the West, as far as going into the playoffs. And then when you compare that to say where, um, no, they're a seven seed, and you compare that to San Antonio, which just recently dropped to a four seed, but still they're actually tied with Minnesota for third. So that could go, that could shake itself up by the end of the week. But just to put it into perspective, it's like, come on, man. San Antonio have been doing this shit for too long. That's just great players, great coaching. The fact that you can't nominate, um, you feel me, Popovich to go in there and play is a shame, but he's probably going to get a coach. I don't know if he's going to get the coach. It's probably going to be Steve Kerr or one of them. It's it's between them Nine every year. Out of ten. Yeah. Nine times out of ten is Steve Kerr. But I because felt Aldridge could have been there. Nah, yeah, uh, Steve Kerr. Aldridge, Aldridge could have been there. Aldridge could have been there. Like I said, it's, he's going to come off the bench. It's, 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 this This format is just so... Blah this year. I guess it's not worth even probably watching. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's gonna be like the Pro Bowl. It's, it's not gonna be worth watching. <laughs> but that's, that was my next question too, because they're doing all of this to make it a little bit more exciting, make it a little bit more interesting. And then when you look at it, at the end it's like, yo, do we feel like we're gonna be watching more All Star games? Is the no. NBA All Star game like? And that's how I'm looking at it too. I'm like, yo. Like I will, I want to see the draft. Like the stuff, the the elements of this that I thought was hot, they did not exploit or give us what we wanted. Like yo, we're doing the draft. Oh, that's dope. We we'll see it televised. Nope, we're and, not getting the draft. And, and that's why it's not going to be watched because now you're going to draft players and we're just going to hear about it after y'all are done. Like yep. that's not, it's not worth watching. At least, at least when the Pro Bowl did their little Michael Irvin versus uh, Deion Sanders type thing. They, we seen the draft on TV. They right. drafted them on TV, and we seen it. And it was like, all right, well, let's see how this go. Granted, the game was shitty. We didn't like it, so we didn't watch it. But they seen the draft. Now, the NBA is more watched when it comes to All-Star Weekend than the Pro Bowl. So mm-hmm. you would want to put that, 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 that speculum out there. Okay, we having a draft. Let's televise this. This is going to be a, a, a two-hour episodic, you know, yeah. Special breakdown. Like, We're gonna it, give you everything. Comprehensive like analysis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, that that is something that you want to see. But the fact that they're not putting it on televised TV, they're just gonna draft them, and then we'll hear about it. It's like, all right, well, we don't care. You feel me? We, we don't care. Fuck it. Oh well, whoever plays plays now. Like, and that's how I feel too. Certain people don't come, and certain people don't get called in. But it's gonna be like, oh well, we didn't see it anyway. You know, I feel like care. the three point contest has gotten a lot better. The dunk contest is in the fucking basement, and the celebrity no, all star no, 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 game no. be on the fence, man. The the dunk contest has actually gotten better. The last two years, the dunk contest has gotten better. It's gotten back to being spectacular. Dunk. No, last year was last year was Basuda, man. Stop giving it too much credit. Like the what? last one was with Zach Levine and Aaron that's, Gordon. That was that's the, what brought it back up. Now they have to sit here and top that because if they can't top that. They haven't though. The one again. last year, who who's in the one last year? 
That one was trash. I think Zach Levine was in it last year. I think, but he went up. He went up against somebody else, I believe. But like you get what I'm saying. Like the dunk contest used. It used to be the All Star Game dunk contest, three point contest, and no one even cared about the Celebrity All Star Game. Now the Celebrity All Star Game starting to seem a little bit more attractive. They're getting better celebrities. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make it seem like it's a it's a standout, but the three point contest always win in my book. And then it's like the oh, yeah. All Star Game. So I feel like they got a really like All Star Weekend. Like when you when, have to when, step it up, yeah, they have to. Like have to that get back shit to is supposed to be for the fans. That shit's supposed to be fire, man. Like that shit should feel like the rocker to me, man. I'm gonna be straight with oh. you. If that shit felt and played like the rocker, like you know, it was just like that should have made it a little bit more dope, man. But this is just like too, too business minded, and that's why these cats go out there and they don't care. They don't got nothing to prove. It's an all star game. Exactly. It's a weekend. They gonna be where this year? I think L A. or no. Yeah, no. Where yeah, they gonna be? L.A. L.A. They're so gonna be yeah, L.A. this year. Man, they're gonna be out there looking cute, bro. Cause think about it, they was what in Toronto, and uh, I know the last five years we had Toronto, New York, and um, where was the uh, other ones at? Toronto, New York. We had a few cold weather um All Star games. So the fact that they get to be in the sun, you know, they're gonna be feeling themselves in L.A. They're gonna be feeling oh, themselves yeah. real they're, heavy. They're gonna dress to impress out there in L.A. They definitely gonna be doing that. They're yeah. not really gonna be worried about doing too much performing. They're not going to give us a show. It's yeah. not going to be a show. And that's, and that's the shit I'm it's saying, not, man. But you know. You know. It, it is what it that, is. That's but, our personal aspect. Because <laughs> everybody else is probably just, oh, it All-Star Weekend. No, people that's going to see it live probably going to like it better than the people that's going to watch it at home. Yeah. Because like, you get to see it live. And you get to go for the parties and the little experience. Like, that's the one thing about All-Star. I was mad I couldn't go to the one in New York because I was actually out the country. But that shit I know because, you know, it's right there. It's next door. And it was and the part I didn't like is that they had it in Brooklyn and in Manhattan. They should have kept that shit in the city. And I felt like that's, you know, this is New York. Brooklyn is dope. But come on, man. The Knicks run this city, yo. But I, I like how they spread it across and gave people an opportunity to see see everything. But I think that shit's dope, man. Like, when it's close to home and and it just brings everything out. The little after parties, the unofficial parties, the official parties, and then the celebrities everywhere. Like, that shit just be, like, electric, man. I'm not even gonna oh, hold yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely have to go see one. I definitely have to go see one when it comes to New York again, because I'm pretty sure they're gonna be in New York again. Yeah. Uh, probably for another five years from now, but they'll be in New York again. Um, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see one just to you know get that experience. But you know, it's it's not worth watching on TV no more. Honestly, it's just gonna be another another weekend. Oh yeah, the basketball game is on. Yeah, I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching it. So, yeah, I, 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 I would rather watch wrestling. Let's let's watch wrestling. Yeah, I ain't let's mad at you, man. And wrestling been getting a little bit more interesting too, bro. That WrestleMania, yeah. man, that's just that's just something a little more spectacular than what it used to be. That that it is because you know what? Granted, it's fake, but they bring out a lot a lot of talent, and they actually put on a good show. I went to the last WrestleMania that was in a in the uh, MetLife Center. I went to that one, and mm. it is spectacular. Like the 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 pre party, the the after party, and then the WrestleMania event, and then the party after that is definitely. What? Something worth going to. Yes, it is. Yeah, I might have to go to one of those with you, bro. I ain't going to hold you. I always <laughs> wanted. Yo, because I was a big wrestling fan as a kid. I'm not going to hold you. And I've always wanted to go to an event. I'm not, I may not be as connected to the, the, to the, to the, you know, to the, to it now, but I still on the top of my bucket list, man. Cause that, like that stage and when they walk in and the ring, like that whole energy is just like, that shit just looks crazy. 
Matter of fact, the 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 recent one that they had in Brooklyn, which was it, uh, either SummerSlam or Hell in a Cell, one of the two. No, Hell in a Cell was in uh, Prudential Center. They had that in Prudential Center. I got tickets there. I went there. Crazy, crazy experience. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you see a lot of people. And then I went to the SummerSlam in Brooklyn over the summer. Spectacular. Like I said, they put on a show. They really do put on a, a good show. You can see the fake punches and all, but you know what? It's a great show. I would say go to it because it is definitely something that, you know, like I grew up watching wrestling and I still watch to this day. Shit, wrestling is on right now and I ain't in the house because shorty sleep and and the kids sleep. So, if you know, if I have my own little section in the house, oh, yeah, I'll be in there watching wrestling while I'm doing this podcast. You'll be hearing me talk about, oh, shit. No, it's going no. down. It's going down. Oh I, shit! I ain't, <laughs> I, I ain't even mad at you, yo. I used to be the same way, man. That Thursday night raw, that shit was like a ritual. I used to get that. I used to get my beef and broccoli, and you know, from eight to ten, don't fuck with me, bruh. I'm locked oh, yeah. in. I'm locked that's how, in. That's, that's exactly how it is. Now they, they made it a three hours show now. So Wait, now it's it three Monday. hours now. Yeah, it's three hours. It come on Monday, and then they got it separated to where. Now it's not just Raw, it's SmackDown and Raw. So Tuesday nights from 8 to 10 is SmackDown, and then Monday night is from 8 to 11 is Raw. Wait, wait, so, 8 to 11? 8 but to wait, 11. Now let me ask you this, because I'm not going to hold you. I used to be real disappointed at the end of that two-hour show because I felt like that shit went real fast. But now at three hours, does it feel like it's the perfect length, or does it feel yes. a bit long? No, three hours is the perfect length because now they mix it in with so much. Now they got more women wrestlers, Ooh. so they mix it in with more. You know, they mix it in with more women wrestlers. They got like light cruiserweight people, people that's like underweight, probably like one eighty, one ninety. They got people like them wrestling now all mm. over again. You know what I mean? They got more storyline and concepts to where it's 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 like oh shit, like this guy is strong as shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like the upcoming pay per view is wrestle uh, is is Royal Rumble. Which is this Sunday coming up? Wait, Royal Rumble's coming up this Sunday, so you know you got to review it for the cast. We got to get that oh, review oh, for the cast. Dog, that what? I was supposed to go. I was supposed to buy a ticket, and I forgot that I didn't have. Like I had the money, and then I had to sit here and pay some bills. And I was like, "Shit, do I have enough money?" Because I was supposed to go. It's in Philly. Mm. It's in Philly. Shout out like, to fucking oh, Philly, shit. man. WrestleMania, because matter of fact, when I went to the Jay Z concert in Philly, they had the big, you know, the big little sign for it. I'm like, oh shit, WrestleMania coming. Uh, Rory Rumble come in? I'm going. I'm mm. going. So I'm looking up the tickets. I'm like, yeah, it's only $40 for the ticket. I'm about to say, give me a cheap seat. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to be here and watch Bruh, I feel, it. Bro, I just want to say I was there. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. I was there. Exactly. But I went so, to I went to a New York Knicks playoffs game. I was probably in the fucking basement seats, bruh. It didn't even matter. It was just the fact that I was there. They won their first playoff game and I was there. But finish that, bruh. Go ahead. That should be real. Now, in this Royal Rumble that's coming up though, they're doing something that they have never done before. They're having an all women's Royal Rumble match. What? Yes. Now yes. wait, let me keep it G. But, wait, wait. I'm I'm a, I'm a creep. I'm a creep in a way. So bear with me. <laughs> Are the women coming out there looking like snacks wearing something real scandalous and skimpy? Oh yes. Oh yes. If you can, you know what? What? Watch an episode. Watch SmackDown tomorrow, eight o'clock on channel on USA. Mm. On, on USA, eight o'clock. They'll have a couple of women. I think they'll have maybe like one or two women's matches, or probably just one. 
it'd probably be like a tag match with like six women or eight women. But they'll have a match tomorrow, all women's match. Watch the skimpiest shit that they come out. Like the shit is like I'm, I'm talking about like booty booty cut cut shorts. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, oh wait, these bitches in thongs? Wait, are they out there wrestling in thongs and shit? No, not not thongs, but like they got coochie cutters on. You feel what oh, I'm saying? Shit. Like Tyson's coochie cutters. You feel what I'm saying? Where they asses damn near out. Like uh, that that's the type of shit they coming out in there. And damn. to see that go over the top rope, mm. yeah, you 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 like that. You're, you're like, so yeah, nah, I'm definitely they tuned in. They, they done got sexier when it comes to the women. They done but, got sexier. But let me ask you this. Have they gotten blacker? Because that's the area that they have really struggled in. Uh, they got a couple of black females. You can't not, even not say it lot. with confidence, man. You can't because, even say it with not confidence. Because on SmackDown, they got one. On SmackDown, they got one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have one on SmackDown. They don't really have none on Raw. It's more... Well, they have one on Raw. They have one on SmackDown and Raw. That's about it. They just have one black female. So it's like, uh, it's still predominantly white when it comes to the females. Wait, they have With a the, bra and panties match? My bad, my bad. They they, they did. They, did they, they cut that match out, though. They stopped having those matches. They stopped having those matches like a year or two ago. They stopped having those matches. What? They, what? They used to, yeah, they used to have those matches. They used to have those matches a lot, but that's when it was more... It was more businessy then to have those matches because you'll have like management going up against a wrestler, or you'll have like two wrestlers that's like that's claiming they're the sexiest in order to sit here and show it off. Nowadays, on the wrestling, it's like women just want to show their athleticism, so they're not really trying to be as sexy. They still look sexy, but they're not trying to be. Oh yeah, I'm the sexiest bitch. Let me just be a manager. No, they want to get in the ring. They want to rumble. They want to win championships. Because they have women championships. They have right. a fucking championship for the women. <laughs> but wait, do the so women be getting it in? That's the shit. Because I'm over oh here yeah. looking this shit up right now. Oh, and yeah. They... Oh, yeah. They be, they be going in. They, they really be, they be putting it down, man. They be, they be going ham. So wait, wait. They the be really trying pa- to put on a show. Hold on. I thought they go in there in bra and panties. You have to no, no, strip no. them. Yeah. Yeah. That match, you had to really strip them. Like, they'll come in and... Top shirt, you know, pants and shit like that, regular shirt and pants, and then you'll have to beat him up and take that shit off when it came to that match. Like you had to beat him into that. So wait, that's how you won? Did they did they have to pin him or you just have to strip him? No, you just have to strip him. First person they get stripped win. Oh man. This this is Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get back in tune, bro. This well that 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 has ended, but damn boy, I didn't know they was getting it in like that. Shit. <laughs> All right, so let's let's, let's... They definitely are. Though. They definitely are. Though.